Hi, I'm Gary. And I'm Owen. And this is Left Out. Left Out is an LGBTQIA history podcast. Join us as we learn about incredible events and people that have shaped the history you weren't taught in school. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Left Out. We hope you're all well. Yeah, we hope you're enjoying today is the first day of, well, yesterday was the first day of spring. Yes, spring has sprung. Yay. <laughs> and so, yeah. So it's, ex- it's an exciting spring because there's... Well, there's, uh, there's, there's light hope. at the end of the tunnel there's and hope. There's hope. Hope has sprung. It has. We, I hope. I hope. I hope we have hope. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is certain in this world. Can you anymore. tell we're going crazy? Just uh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, in <laughs> in this episode, we are going to be talking about the uh, actor, musician, playwright, singer, composer, all round entertainer, Welshman. Who's Welsh? Isn't he? Yeah, he was yeah, Welsh. Welsh. Welshman, Ivor Novello. Mm-hmm. So those of you that don't know who Ivan Novello was, um, we're going to go through it for you. We're going to pinpoint all the major, critical, amazing things about him. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll also uh, head... Keep, I don't even know what I'm saying. What are you saying? We'll, we'll also basically point you towards things like movies and stuff that you can appreciate him oh, that he's course. been depicted in as we always Yes. So, born with the name David Ivor Davies in Wales, Ivor Novello was one of the most popular entertainers of the early 20th century. He was a noted composer, singer, playwright and actor, and most considered him a rival to Noel Coward, who again was of... um, was in within the entertainment industry as well. He's a whole other episode on his own. Yes. so yeah, that was who he was sort of most compared to, or was seen as his rival. Um, and Coward was actually Novella's uh, was six years Novella's junior. Coward later Coward actually later wrote that he was envious of Novella's Novella's handsome appearance. He was very handsome. He was a very handsome man and sought to copy his glamorous, world weary style. So Ivan Novello had um, this. If you were to see him. You wouldn't necessarily even think he maybe came from the UK. He, he looked definitely not from Wales. He was very. They had this worldly Hollywood um, classic. Not even Hollywood. It was beyond that. It was yeah. like this travelled man. Mm. Um, uh, and like if you do a lot of research about him, you'll see that. Um, so yeah, lots of people say he had this world weary style. Coward and Novello went on to become very good friends. Um, and in fact, it was um, actor Robert Andrews, who was Novello's life partner for 35 years, who introduced Novello to young Noel Coward. Um, Andrews and Novello were later to appear together in many of Novello's plays and musicals. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, so it was his life partner that also introduced him to one of his greatest rivals and greatest friends. Oh, that's cute. Um, so Novello first had um, success as a songwriter, really, before he got into movies and became an actor um, and on the stage as well. Um, he was primarily a, a songwriter. Yeah. Um, at the age of 21, he wrote the music for Keep the Home Fires Burning, um, which was a hugely popular, sentimental yeah. song uh, during World War One era, especially in the UK. It's, yeah. you know, it, you to speak to your grandparents about Keep the Home Fires Burning, they know exactly... Yes, what you mean definitely it was sort of the song 
that sort of roused spirits mm-hmm. within World War One, yes. um, and it was what bought him his big success. It's what bought him his money and his fame. Really, yes. that yeah, was yeah, his, yeah. that was his big break, as it were. Um, so while Novello continued to write scores to songs, musicals, and reviews, he also developed a career as an actor. Um, his good looks, his talent, and his suave style led to success on both the stage and screen. And he was considered England's England's first great male silent film star. Um, and was compared to uh, the Hollywood actor Rudolph Valentino. So think of those glamorous Hollywood sort of men and mm-hmm. actors. That was because he, he was he was in one of Alfred Hitchcock's first films. Yes, he was in two of Hitchcock's films. Um, so like Coward, and we keep comparing him to Noel Coward. Novello enjoyed uh, simultaneous careers on both Great Britain and the U.S. However, he did go on to say that his career in Hollywood was his greatest failure. Um, he signed a two-year deal with MGM uh, but didn't he try to make talkies and then he just wasn't that well received as well it was that but it was um, the in the US they didn't really understand his nuance Um, obviously this guy is uh, is within the industry openly gay so very sort of flamboyant kind of character, but also very intelligent and in tune sort of with himself. And they didn't really understand that. So actually they didn't really use him to his full advantage. His probably his his biggest thing, this is a little bit of an extra fact, his biggest thing probably for his Hollywood career is he wrote uh, the original Tarzan. Oh, yeah. So okay. he is famous for the you Jane, me Tarzan. Right, okay. He says it's the worst thing he's ever written, but obviously he's usually famous for oh, it. Oh yeah, that line. Um. And again, this career in the US and obviously over here in the UK earned him enough money to buy a lavish, sprawling country house near Maidenhead in 1927. And it was named Red Roofs. Um, Mm. The property was the setting for extravagant, unconventional entertaining, often characterised by untempered homosexual excess. Which I love. What an amazing sentence. You can just picture it in the late 1920s. (laughs) I want to be there. That sounds like like a party I want to be at. 20s parties, you know, all those famous people there. Novella was part of a pack of uh, men in the UK at that time, especially within the entertainment industry and even bleeding into politics, which were they weren't openly gay within society, but everyone kind of knew and no one really did anything about it. Um, They sort of let them be them. But it was very much um, like when we discussed the Roaring Twenties, these huge parties of excess. But a lot of the time they were only attended by gay men Um, and all the women. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, Novella later bought a house in Jamaica where he and his partner, Bobby, uh, went on holiday together. Oh, that's cute. Um, So in theatrical circles, as we were saying, you know, um, he was openly gay, openly homosexuality, uh, openly homosexual. Um, Although his life, uh, although he had a life partner, he was also known to have many, many lovers. Yes. Um, and enjoy himself very much. Yes, exactly. Um, so uh, Robert Andrews, who we've mentioned already, so his uh, nickname Bobby, first met Ivan Novello, as we said, in 1916, uh, while Novello was attending the opera with his friend Edward Marsh. Um, Edward Marsh, again, is another person we could do a whole yeah. podcast on. Um, Andrews and Novello eventually became lovers. Uh, he was also responsible for introducing Novello to Noel Coward, as we said, and that was at Coward's request. Andrews and Novello both had relations with other men over the course of their long-term relationship, but Andrews remained uh, Ivan Novello's primary companion until Novello's death in 1951. So not a monogamous relationship, but um, a very deep love they had for each other. Mm, definitely. Um, 
Um, so uh, whilst uh, Novello was performing in uh, King's Rhapsody, he uh, felt unwell during the run and uh, he went to recuperate at his house in Jamaica, uh, but on his return ins insisted on still performing and unfortunately died of a coronary thrombosis at his home after the show. Yeah, he was only 58. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, he was cremated at Golders Green and his ashes um, lie under, appropriately, a lilac tree. I love that. I think that's amazing. Yeah, so cute. Yeah. Um, huge numbers of his female fans lined the streets at the funeral. Um, and when a memorial service was held at St Paul's Church in Covent Garden, it was relayed outside to the many thousands who then turned up. Yes. Um, what's quite interesting is even though, and we'll talk a bit about his legacy in a minute, but even though now he's one of our most revered entertainers, actors, composer, musician, at the time he actually faced quite a lot of criticism through his whole career. Yes. He was never, uh, even though he had a huge fan base within the industry, he was kind of the outsider a little bit. Yeah. Um, so... It is really noticeable how often Novello was drawn to play sort of masochistic, unmanly outsiders. Mm -hmm. So um, he like that's the sort of characters he always portrayed. He was always like the underdog or the the um, not that sort of real masculine hero. Uh, Novello's homosexuality was an open secret, as we said in theatrical circles. So it wasn't like uh, he was a closeted homosexual he lived with bobby yeah and like i said how many lovers um and as we said he was part of uh two of alfred hitchcock's films hitchcock's biographer donald spotto points out that he was never on or off the set especially shy about his homosexual life so he was clearly very open mm -hmm. um and i think um it explains sort of a lot of the homophobic edge that uh sort of attacked the films and stuff that he did at the time yeah if you go back and read a lot of uh reviews of when his films were released they're not very forgiving at all even though you can't say he's a bad performer because his performances are wonderful so clearly yeah. there's a homophobic edge to it well also i suppose he wasn't willing to keep it a secret he wasn't willing to yeah which is brave for the time you know play the hollywood game yes yeah yeah um, and, uh, you know, as you said, you look back a lot of the, the, the film, the films, especially he was in, yeah. he is the character, you know, is uh, untrustworthy sometimes or not quite right or, you know. Well, he's always, a, there's something wrong or he like can't, uh, a lot of the people, the women that he he's played. He's a drug at, addict. Or a lot of the people that he played across from, like he, he could never truly love them because there was something wrong with him. Yes. I um, mean, like I say, if you look at a lot of the critiques of his performances at the time, they would sort of label him as effeminate or even overly pretty. Um, a lot of American casting directors actually didn't like casting him because he was too beautiful compared to the women that he was playing against, which I think is really interesting. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Um, one reviewer even took exception to his legs and they wrote that Novella's schoolboy knees under his tro trolling shorts made the audience, if not the players, feel bashful. That's just weird. Which is very bizarre. It's it, like in speaking a world... about him as he's a woman. Yes. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And I think it's really interesting because you think about our society now today, good looks and uh, like what what society defines as good looking is revered. Like yeah, yeah. you could be 
in some people's opinion, a terrible performer. But if you're good looking, mm. you'll be fine. Whereas, like, it's almost like this worked against him. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it was also known that, you know, at the time there was evidence that um, Novello, as we were saying, wasn't really taken seriously. No. Um, so a producer called Michael Balkan um, said, we always knew he had limitations, of course, but he was such an enchanting character. No side at all. None of the star nonsense. Um, and nor did Novello make great claims for his films. He always complained that he was typecast as sort of a, a what he said a lady's darling, and he yeah. much preferred um, acting on stage um, instead of being on film. It was much more satisfying to him, which I mean, even actors today say yeah. they prefer being on stage, which is so yeah. interesting. Um, and then something that was really interesting uh, when you read a lot of biographies about him as a person as well which I think um, now this maybe doesn't seem too bizarre with maybe uh, music stars or uh, pop stars or like um, actors. Like, yes. Um, uh, there's a quote that says it was never really, so in terms of his career, it was never really a great part of him, more of a lane through which he wandered. Um, and there's a really funny story about, oh, I can't remember the film he was in, but basically his character wore a kilt and it was uh, based in Scotland. Right. And even when they stopped filming, he would never take the kilt off. Okay. Because he liked the way that he looked in the kilt. And it was almost like his art and his life sort of just flowed simultaneously yeah. as one. It wasn't him and him, him as himself and who he sort of played on screen was no different to the Ivan Novella yeah. that you would yeah. meet. But it's interesting, in isn't it? Because especially that early Hollywood, so pre the talkies, when you're yeah. thinking about silent films, that was quite common that somebody's character would be, you know, it was before, I suppose, the rise of the manufactured yeah. star, like Norma Jean as Marilyn Monroe, and they're creating these stories yeah. about their lives. Actually, it was it was a little bit more like, you know, they were being themselves, especially because they didn't speak, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, so um, what I think is really interesting, when, again, I was telling you sort of what biographers have written about him, his harsh critique and stuff was almost because reviewers were kind of, they were embarrassed by him, almost because they didn't understand him. Yeah, they didn't know what so to say. They didn't understand like his androgyny, like yeah. he was, had a very androgynous look. And they didn't understand his dress sense, his highly theatrical acting style, his unmanly uh, screen persona and his sort of, of very obvious, colourful private life. And I say that colourful, we know that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, um, but to them it was like, oh, shock. Yeah, and... What's interesting is, for me, now, today, that makes him a really interesting character. And I yeah. think he, we do, we still probably don't really have a lot of people like him in Hollywood today or in no, films. No, but, no, no, um, no. It's, it's, it's like, Especially as actors. It's, it's like that saying, isn't it? You know, when someone was uh, born too soon. Mm. Like, he was living in a world that wasn't ready for him. Yeah, but then, you know, you could think that there's certain people now that could never have, have existed without Ivan Novello yeah, doing that. So, you yeah, know, yeah, there has to be him before somebody else. Yeah. Um, so in terms of his legacy, um, there's obviously, if you guys don't have never heard of it, it's called the Ivan Novello Awards, um, uh, or commonly known as the Ivers. They've been presented annually since 1955 by the British Academy of Songwriters, Composers and Authors. Um, and the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art created a scholarship in his memory. Um, his country home, Red Roofs, that we mentioned earlier near Maidenhead, is now a theatre training school. Yeah. Um, and in 2005, the Strand Theatre, where he lived for many, many years, was renamed the Novello Theatre. And it is also has a blue plaque 
for him. Uh, so yeah, so if I don't know whether do they have blue plaques everywhere else around the world? Is it a UK no, thing? No, I think it's a UK oh. thing. So in the UK, we have blue plaques for those that are notable people. Notable people. Um, yeah. So a- anyone that's, I suppose, author, politician, Just anyone, 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 anyone who's that's, done anything of note. Yeah, and a lot of the time the blue plaque will be in a place where they lived or where they worked yeah. or, you know. Where so, they're linked to, closely. Yeah, so not yeah. far from us, for example, there's yeah. a blue plaque for Charles Dickens because he was born in Portsmouth, in Portsmouth yeah. where we're from. So there's a blue plaque for him. Um, and he's also got one at his birthplace in Cardiff as well. Oh, OK. Uh, which was really interesting, again, because a lot of the stuff that I read about him when we were researching for this was Wales kind of turned their back on him mm. because he wasn't overtly Welsh. Yes. He even changed his name so that it wasn't that sort of Welsh yeah, yeah, name. Yeah. He had an interesting name as it was, so he didn't really need to create this yeah. persona of Ivan Novello. Um, uh, if you want to some see some sort of depiction of him, the best depiction I would say in sort of modern uh, art form and media is the 2002 film Gosford Park. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's uh, all about guests that attend a country house. Uh, it's like a murder mystery kind of film. Yep. And it's written by Julian Fellows. So who did Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, yep. yeah. It's what so Downton it Abbey was... Sprung. I... It was the birth chart. Without... Gosford Park. You, you wouldn't have, have Downton, Downton Abbey. Abbey, so yeah. So if you're into that vibe, definitely and check amazing it Amazing actors, but the guy that portrays him in it. Jeremy Northam. Oh, he's just brilliant. Yeah, so uh, Novello is one of these guests and he's entertaining uh, a lot of these um, very wealthy guests, which I think was very interesting as well because in that he's depicted to be there because he's a person of interest and intrigue, but he's yeah. never part of that society, no, no. which and, I love. And it's sort, of, it's, it's sort of set in a time where... He's been big and one a couple of his movies have he's done some talkies yeah. and his movies aren't as well received and so he's kind of interesting, but he's not as interesting as he was. Yeah. So it's a really yeah. uh, interesting but the guy uh, the guy that plays him plays sings his songs and plays he's just yeah, there's six novella songs in that film which are used in the soundtrack. So the soundtrack so yeah, good. So um if you do wanna sort of almost see like a modern depiction of him, that's a I would say the best yeah. place to touch. Um Obviously, we've spoken a lot about Noel Coward, the famous composer, playwright, songwriter, who was obviously good friends and seen as a rival to Novello. Um, When he got the news of Novello's sudden death, uh, this was sort of his statement. Um, He said, Please understand and forgive me, but I'm too shattered by the news of Ivan Novello's death to write an estimate of his work or his personality that would do justice to either. We have been so close friends for 35 years, and my feelings at the moment are too private and too unhappy to be put into words which i think is heart i think that's heartbreaking yeah especially if you must be someone that you know noel coward saw in ivan novello somebody that you know was also gay somebody a kindred spirit that was a writer composer and artist who they lived you know quite similar lives they were very well like i said they were part of this pack yeah that went around yeah the world yeah and i think (laughs) that must be sad to lose someone that you especially you looked up to and admired you know, um, you, the world must have felt like it was changing. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, it must have been hard as a gay man to lose someone like him and another fellow gay man. But you've got to think at the time, this it was still illegal. Yeah. You couldn't be openly homosexual, even though these, pe- these men were, it still wasn't allowed. So he couldn't publicly say, like, that's the best way he could publicly say, how yeah. he truly felt and what a massive hole like he died at 58 he didn't die no old which is really yeah. sad um what i think is really interesting about ivan novello is he really brings up 
for someone who existed not in this world as we know it now and in this society as we know it, he still brings up and challenges so many questions that we speak about today, like um, like a world of toxic masculinity, Mm -hmm. because that's the world he faced. No, and he openly rejected that but how it affected his career yes um and his work and people taking just his general yeah work exactly seriously. like we see him now as like i said one of our greatest artists yeah but at the time he really wasn't taken that seriously no. um he was a matinee artist you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. i think as well it, even now as men like it's so challenging to society if you sort of discover those sort of feminine aspects of yourself and it's so and I say silly feminine as, as a feminine label it's but like, yeah what, traditionally feminine you know yeah, what i mean yeah like, oh. exactly and i mean that in just everything about yourself do you know what i mean yeah. and i suppose it's about not subscribing to those could be putting in a box those gender norms yeah. basically yeah, yeah, of yeah. being a man yeah. um and then also even now we have such huge problems with like androgyny or androgynous mm-hmm. people um which again i think is a term that probably will die out Yes. Um, the idea that basically we can't quite work out where well, you are. Uh, yeah. Where and you sit. Yeah, what box exactly. you fit into. Yeah. Um, and flamboyance. I think we still have a problem with flamboyance. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If it's not taken as like a joke. Yes. We Again, we don't understand it. The media don't understand sort of just natural flamboyance. Yeah. Or there's got to be some sort of motive behind it or an act. Or, or it's an act. Or you're putting on a show. Or you want attention. Or, you know, oh, especially with somebody like him, and it still happens today. Yeah. People that are performers. If you're a performer, oh, then you're camp. If you're, if you're on, yeah. if you're a, you know, if you're a stage person, whether you're gay or you're straight, you know, whatever yeah. way that you, um, you know, whatever your sexual identity is, it is, oh, but you're camp. Oh, but you're flamboyant. Oh, yeah. but you're effeminate. Or, you know, that idea um, still resonates today i think that you can't escape those labels and i know sometimes we do need them because we can use them as in a, in a way of power but i think it's really interesting like when i was researching this and writing this like it really did start to bring up the th- thoughts of like well without ivan novella and the way that he acted we wouldn't have people like david bowie oh we wouldn't have existed we wouldn't have people like lady gaga yeah, oh yeah, yeah. um and all these uh, elton john yeah, oh yeah. Because you all these people existed. that as well were almost putting on like a Freddie Mercury. Yeah, like a persona, mm-hmm. but that persona interweaves directly to who they are. It's not a when they're off stage, they're not that person. Well, it's like the superhero version of themselves, isn't it? And it's um, you know, it's sad that we've we've. Well, it's sad that they have to almost create this person to be able to live almost authentically who yeah. they are, even though it's maybe an act if that makes sense. Yeah, and um, I also think it's quite sad as well that, you know, and it's the, I suppose the same goes for Noel Coward. Yeah. You know, a lot of their work and a lot of their songs, you probably have never heard um, most of it, probably not aware of it. And the reason for that is, is that because, you know, just in general, especially Hollywood and performance mm. in, in the 20th century, you know, because they were known to be gay or different, then they weren't as celebrated as the you know traditionally yeah. conforming people so they get lost and yeah. they get you know their work kind of just disappears um but their songs and their work are is beautiful with beautiful stuff i think um it's uh i think obviously time gives you perspective yeah and actually we obviously live in a way more progressive society than novella did but 
it just shows that actually what he was making and creating was substantial pieces of art. Yes. Um, someone who came to mind weirdly as well when I was writing this was um, like, obviously we've just had the Grammy Awards last week, like Harry Styles. Yeah. And even now, the way that he dresses mm -hmm. is just challenging society so much. And there's many more people out there as well that yeah. it's Billy not just, Porter. it's not just, yeah, Billy Porter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say it's not just Harry Styles, but he was a person that came to mind of like, he wore a feather boa and then people just lost their mind. Yeah. And I'm like, really? He wore a skirt once and everyone was like, what is Yeah, going? exactly. And he's You're not even the first direction. man to wear what a skirt. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's that sort and it's of that thought. The, and it, what's really interesting, I find, is that the performance industry, the entertainment industry, which is obviously got a lot of gay people and a lot of LGBTQ plus people working mm -hmm. in it, still can't handle that still can't comprehend it it doesn't yeah. fit into their narrative into their society structure yes but um he really is a true icon ivan novella oh yeah and there's the music it's just it's beautiful beautiful stuff. man with a beautiful talent so if you've never heard of him if this is the first time of hearing of him definitely do some more research go watch him listen to yeah, him listen to his um, beautiful music and again as always you can follow us on instagram at gary and owen and uh, we'll post <laughs> we'll post uh, more stuff over the week about him. Yeah, we'll um, post some songs and music. Yes, um, and we'll post all about Gosford Park as well because it's a brilliant. Oh, if you're, if one you're of a our fan favorites. of Downton Abbey, you will love this. I love it. And all the other cast members in it as well. Brilliant. Oh yeah, so top it's... British acting. It's incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, good. But anyway, have a lovely week, whatever you're doing, and we will see you soon. Yeah, enjoy spring. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Left Out with Gary and Owen. Subscribe to Left Out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Gary and Owen.